on this episode of In The Rack Podcast. There's definitely the large majority of high school and college athletes, any division, D1 to D3. Basically, everyone has their own program. I tweak it based off of their needs and their interests in the gym. Any injuries we might have to work around. But honestly, like I tell, I try and reinforce this to the kids all the time, but it's about having fun and enjoying yourself. What you got? Welcome to In The Rack Podcast where we provide you with a practical framework for breaking PRs in all facets of health and wellness. We are just a couple of bros giving you the simple hows in a world of complex wants. No filters, no scripts, no rules, just straight talk. Talk to them. Now, let's get into the rack with your hosts, Dr. Chad and Dr. Nick. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of In The Rack Podcast. I'm your host, Chad, and with me is my co-host and fellow physical therapist, Nick. Uh, today, we have a special guest on the podcast. It's been a little while since we have had a guest been on a the minute. podcast. It has been a minute. Um, but this guy goes by the name of Josh Fisher. Uh, not only is Josh an amazing uh, trainer and coach, but he also owns a facility down the road from us called Tsunami Strength. Uh, which is in Newport, Newburyport, sorry. Um, it's right down the road. He just opened up this year, and uh, we're glad that we can finally have him on the show. I know we've been bugging him for a little while, so he's finally finally made it in. I know he's like been super busy lately. so. Um, but I know we'll get more into Josh's business as we kind of start talking through the, the podcast episode. But uh, Josh opened up Tsunami Strength within the last year, and he's been crushing it ever since. Um, Tsunami Strength is located, is it off Graff Road? Uh, yeah. Graph Road. Yeah. Uh, and Newburyport. Yep. Yep. Um, and he offers personal training. He does small group training. Uh, I believe you do nutrition coaching as well, yep. right? Yeah. Nutrition so consultations. He, yep. He does it all. So, um, he's been, he's been doing it for quite some time now. So, uh, we've been, we've been lucky to have known him over the past, I want to say like three, was it like three to four years, maybe five close to probably four, four, yeah, four, four years. Yeah. 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 And he was, uh, working in another facility in the area. Uh, which we had a, a great relationship with and then just kind of started his own thing recently. So uh, we're excited to have him on here and kind of have a good conversation about, you know, his business himself and, you know, what the future holds for Tsunami Strength. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Josh? Cool. Um, so, yeah, I grew up a little closer to Boston uh, down in Lexington. Um, and then my mom moved up here like my junior year of college. Um, so four or so years ago. Um once I finished college, so I went to college UMass Lowell for exercise physiology and nutrition. Uh, so once I moved back, or once I finished school, uh, I moved back in with her and then moved out in the fall of that year. Um, and so basically the summer going into my senior year, I got that job over at T1 training. Mm -hmm. um, also yep. had an internship with another Josh up in Rye called Seacoast Sports Club. Yep. Yep. Um, so I kept the team on job throughout the year. Um, ended up there full time once school ended. Um, and so continued that. Unfortunately, they closed uh, last year's November. Um, so then I moved over to Seacoast Sports Club in also in Seabrook. Right. Um, and then they ended up closing a few months <laughs> I know, later. I know, I know. <laughs> so that was fun. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, you had a year, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so the running joke was maybe I was the problem. So maybe I had to make a new profession. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> um, yeah, so then I bopped around a few of my friends' gyms in the area. And then eventually 
um, found this place in Newburyport, signed the lease in May, June. Yeah, I was going to say it was the summer. Uh, yeah, time, June. Yeah. And then took about a month to get everything in and opened up in July. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So I know you went to school at UMass and, and did the exercise science and did the nutrition thing. So what did you have a passion for strength and conditioning before you actually went to UMass? Like, is that was that your plan the whole time? What was your plan? Uh, so the initial plan, I was actually recruited to play soccer in college. Okay. Um, I was going to go to Babson College Yeah. Um, down in Wellesley. I ended up getting a concussion my senior year and that kind of derailed everything. Sure. Um, so then ended up taking a gap year. And in the gap year, first I decided soccer just wasn't uh, the right path anymore. And that's when I really started working out, learning a little bit more about the gym. Um, and then it kind of just took off from there. That's awesome. Yeah, so, um, so you went to school. You're doing your own thing. Did you always know that you wanted to own your own business? Or is this like, man, I didn't really have a choice, so I didn't want to take another, you know, chance somewhere else and they go out of business. Like, what was what was your thought process there? Um, I think, like, growing up, uh, we're always like, oh, I think working with a team would be, like, the best thing ever. Um, so I think going into school, that was the idea. And then, obviously, everything changes at a certain point. Um, like, I got the T1 job, love that. Um, just stuck with it. And then, like you said, just the opportunity arose and sure opened it up. Yep. Just had to go do it. What's I been the it. biggest challenge of you having your own business thus far? The biggest challenge probably was just getting it started. Um, mainly cause from a timing point of view. So I signed the lease at lunchtime on a particular day. Later that night, we flew out and went on a two-week right. vacation that's right yeah um, <laughs> so everything was just like get it as much stuff done as possible before we leave that's right um, luckily signed it the day of um and then just been head down go 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 since yeah. then it's awesome that's fantastic yeah it's a good question yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, now how and and i'll kind of branch off that question so that was like the hardest thing getting started but have you run into any obstacles since owning your own business since like july or since the summer um, now that you're in there and you're, you're, you yeah. know, you're so the I'm a pretty like quiet and reserved person. So just like doing all the Instagram posts, doing like things to go market. Like I have a thing on Wednesday that I got to go do. Um, so that's definitely just tough from a personal point of view. Sure. Um, and like the back room stuff, like all paying all the bills, all that stuff isn't too much of a hassle. You sure. just kind of get into a rhythm of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the beginning, just making sure everything was accounted for, all that stuff. But yeah, I would say that uh, owning your own business, especially if you want it to be like um, successful in the community, I feel like you have to, if you're very much an introvert, um, you have to force yourself into being uncomfortable with being somewhat of an extrovert. You know what I mean? You really have to go out into the community and build these relationships, right? And it's, you know, do we want to do it every single time? No, we don't. But like it's it's necessary and it, and it's good and you you'll start to see that the more that you give back to the community the more the community will give back to you you know and and i remember uh we actually had a podcast with jeff not too long ago yeah. in the last year and he had a great point and his his dad had said this quote and it sticks with me until now and it was uh if you stand by your community your community will always have your back so like if you can just continue to give to the community your community will never let you fail you know what i mean so just making sure that you're just continuing to, you know, be present and, you know, give back and, and 
people can see that you're doing that, then they'll want to give back to you. You know, it's pretty wild how it works, but it does. It doesn't work right away, but, um, you know, within a year or two, maybe three, you're going to start seeing that, Yeah, which like, is awesome. Like I joined the Newburyport Chamber of Commerce. Um, and at first I was like, I don't want to do this at all. <laughs> uh, like we had the ribbon cutting ceremony yeah. and I was like, why yeah. are we doing this? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I like, I you. know like down the road and like even since then, it's definitely helped get the name out totally. there. They've been super helpful answering any questions. So. You may just have to hire someone who, who can be the face. Like that's what Chad did with me. Yeah, so. totally. <laughs> so no, that's, that's the truth. So you have to find somebody that's better at something than you are. You know what I mean? Like Nick's clearly a better physical that's, therapist than me. No. So I hired him because I'm like, yo, I, I can take care of all this other stuff, but you just need to make people better. Well, that was always my thing too. Like I always, like I had friends that, you know, from day one were like, I want to have my own clinic. I want to have my own clinic. And I was like, I don't think I really ever want that. And I was like, things may change. Like I always reserve the right to change my mind. But I was like, I don't want that. And I told Chad that up front. I was like, I don't want the business side of things. I was like, I'm glad that you you like that side and you're really good at that side because I like the other stuff. Like, if you want me to go out and do, you know, stuff in the community and, and put on a workshop, great. I'm all for it. You you organize it, I'll do it. Um, so it's a nice uh, blend that way. But that's like in hiring people. Like, I know you you mentioned off, off, off air that you're probably looking to hire. Like, you're looking for that. You know, you're looking for that that person that can compliment you and, and maybe they take care of the Chamber of Commerce stuff, you know, because that's not your, your cup of tea. Not that you have anything against that. It's just like, you know, you need it, but it's not where your uh, your interests lie. Yeah. yeah, you'll you'll definitely start seeing that as you start getting into it. Where you, And Nick made a good point. It's like when you when you do get to that point and for anybody listening, Tsunami Strength is possibly hiring in the upcoming future. So um, if if you get to that point where you're just like, all right, I got to find somebody to help me, you know. You need to find somebody that's gonna, yeah. you know, cross some of this stuff off your list so that you can spend more time on on making tsunami strength, you know, what it needs to be. You know what I mean? Um, it's hard. People get so, and I did this for years, where like you just you get stuck in your comfort zone. And for me, my comfort zone was treating. For you, it's gonna be training. So it's like, you know, I'm I'm just so comfortable treating all these hours that I don't want to worry about the business side. I'll take care of that later. You know what I mean? And and you just be comfortable there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes that can, that can hurt you in the end. So a um, little piece of advice. I'm sure. For, you and for anyone that. listening to, it may sound like, um, like Josh is super introverted and doesn't want to interact with anybody. No, this is, this, this, this dude walks the walk and he talks the talk. Like there's a lot of trainers out there, a lot of physical therapists out there that, they might walk, they might know their stuff. They might walk the walk, but they don't actually get in the trenches, work hard. Josh does both. Um, so great. If you're listening, you're like, oh man, job opportunity could be open up. Great place, but you, you got to walk the walk and talk the talk. And if you're looking for a place to go train, um, you definitely want to be, be being coached by someone who uh, is, is, is grinding too. So totally. Yeah. Yeah, so let's let's talk about tsunami strength. Let's talk about how you came up with that name. I remember talking to you about that a while ago, and you were like, "I think I'm gonna do tsunami strength." I'm like, "That's so cool! How did I you like come it. up with yeah, that?" Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, and the logo is really cool. So, like, how did how did you come up with that with that name for for the logo or the brand of your business? Yeah, so a few factors. The first one is I wanted the alliteration, so two words that um, started similar. Yeah, um, and I also knew I didn't want like my name in it. So yeah. that would have been like Josh's gym or something yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, it would have been a little weird. Uh, so then, so I'm a, I love to surf. I got into surfing when my mom moved up, moved up here. Um, so that's where I got the, the wave aspect of the logo and the, the word tsunami. Um, and I guess the other aspect is um, I'm actually adopted from the Philippines. And so 
the whole like tsunami and that stuff is kind of wow. symbolic. Yeah, that's symbolic pretty cool. That's there. cool. So oh, I didn't yeah. even think about this. Tsunami yeah, the, strength. I didn't even think yeah, about that the, part the of it. Yeah, the part. I was, just, well. I was just, I was just looking at your sweatshirt. I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the, pretty. Sweet. The logo is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. And then for the logo, I used um, Fiverr. Um, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. basically just uh, like picking a tattoo artist in a sense. Totally. Yeah. Just pick yeah. someone who uh, whose designs you like and just go from there. That's right. Yeah, and then you can, you know, that you pretty much own everything they make. You know, you just basically pay them for the service. Yeah, that 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 we use them for a lot of things. It does help us out quite a bit. Yeah, you gotta you gotta figure out how you can leverage your time when you start owning a business and you can't spend time like trying yeah, to yeah, doing that. Stuff. And we're not. We're, I mean, that's not our forte either. You know what I mean? Somebody's way better at that than we are. So, um, so, um, talking more about tsunami strength and and the athletes that you have over there, is there a certain type of clientele that you cater toward? Um, in terms of of who you're you're training mainly from a day to day perspective, yeah. So there's definitely the large majority of high school and college athletes. Um, any division, D one to D three. Um, obviously, the college kids are gone for most of the year, so now it's mainly the high school kids. Um, and then the college kids will probably be back in a week or so um, for winter break, and then in the summer, um, basically everybody's back. Um, but besides that, um, I have kids as young as sixth fifth grade sixth grade and i have a 74 year old too so there's nice, a yeah. there's a huge yeah. range which is awesome yeah. and some of that is group and then some of that is individualized yep so i have my own one-on-one clients and then um everyone else is part of the small group training um, which is what i call it basically everyone has their own program i tweak it based off of their needs and their interests in the gym any injuries we might have to work around yep. um and then when they come in to work out They'll be working out with up to seven other people, so eight people an hour, um, also on their own programs. And I'm just bopping around people, helping them out, answering any questions, making small talk, stuff like that. I love that. How many people do you typically have or how many people can your facility accommodate at this point? Like if you do small group, like how many um, athletes or clients do you have in there at at, uh, at one time? Uh, so eight typically. people an hour. Okay. Um, three or six to nine in the morning and then three to seven in the afternoon. Um, and we're up to 45 clients total that's or awesome. members total. Yeah, so. that's great. That's great. I mean, that's, that's quick. That's really quick. So is there a, um, kind of going back on, on your, like, uh, your training, do you, do you have a certain training style or like methodology that you use for like your programming for your athletes? Um, for the athletes. Towards? So over at T1, we use, um, we kind of based it off of Matt Wenning over in Ohio, I think. So I've taken some of that stuff, stuff that I've learned in school, stuff that I've experienced, uh, whether it's at um, either the Seacoast places, um, anywhere else, and just kind of molded it all together. Um, so everyone gets a good range of strength, conditioning, mobility, flexibility, agility, power, stuff like that. Yeah, how how often are those uh, clients coming in throughout the week? Like with your small group, is it like twice a week, three times a week on the average? I know you can do like unlimited. With, yeah, with so their you can go unlimited, which would be four days or more, four or five. Yep. Um, and then three days a week or two days a week. I would say most people are around three days a week. Three days, yeah. That creates. I mean, you you probably have like a a, a bunch of groups too, and and they all come at the same time, and they all have kind of created this like culture within that group, right? I would I would assume. I mean, that's typically how it goes. And like, you know, like your seven a.m. you know train 
might have a certain culture and then you're, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon might have another culture, right? Because yeah. like you were saying you get a lot of your adults that come in in the morning because they like to get it done before work. And then you have your, your kids that come in after school, right? Now, in, in terms of like, I'm sure there's like a certain way to coach this, right? But like, is there a leader for each one of these like cultures that you have that sets this? Or like, do you set the culture? Like, how does it work? Um, honestly, I think the music sets the culture. Yeah, okay, okay. I like it. I like so, it. Play the room. Uh, yeah. Like the adults get basically the adult music in the morning. Um, <laughs> yeah. Based on like the six o'clock crew is definitely different from the, from the eight o'clock yeah. crew. And then when the uh, kids come in in the afternoon, you're just kind of blasting rap music. For yeah, them, for so. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. so funny. That is true. That though. is funny. The, the music does. Yeah, yeah. The music yeah, does drive culture for yeah. sure. Yeah. So you uh, you train a lot of college athletes. Now in the summer when they come back, and, and a lot of them probably come back home with a program from their school how do you work around that like if they have their own program that they're supposed to be doing do you just have them come in and they do that there or are you potentially adding to it or are you just saying do this on your own we're going to do some other stuff so it's kind of a hybrid um like you said either i'm like this is better than that <laughs> or uh, like we can up front. um mash it all together yeah. um for example if kid has like a like a soccer player has a mile run test. Um, I'll make sure we throw that into the end of um, their yeah, agility yeah, yeah, day or their yeah. extra day, stuff like that. So we make sure we get everything. Um, but in the end, some people are different. So some people are like, oh, I want to do your thing. No, I want to do my school's thing. And sometimes you just got to meet them in the middle somewhere. Yeah. I'm glad you said all that because we, we, from like being in here, when we see some of these college athletes that are probably also going to you at times, um, they come back, maybe they dealt with an injury in season, out of season, whatever the case is, and they come in with this generic program. A lot of these, I think it's important for people to understand that at a lot of these schools, um, the, the strength and conditioning program might not have the resources that maybe a school like UMass Lowell, where they have their own exercise science. If the school doesn't have their exercise science program, their resources for strength and conditioning might be a little more limited. So it might be, you know, something like the football coach overseeing all the teams. Now everybody's team kind of looks like the football team's program, right? Which you know, yes, they're still going to get stronger. They still might get more powerful, but, you know, they might be missing, there might be gaps in that program. So we've seen a lot of people, they bring in this program and we're like, uh, this is, yeah, this is not good for you, you right. know? And we'll just tell them up front because, you know, we don't want, we, we don't want to dance around that because number one, they could hurt themselves. But number two, if they're, they only have, you know, four years to, to maximize their, their playing career here. And we want them to get the most out of that, you know? So um, if they're just kind of, I don't want to call it wasting time, but if they're not optimizing all of their time in the summer, trying to get better for their particular, um, their sport, you know, it can be, can be problematic can be a hindrance for sure. So, um, you know, the, it's, it's really awesome that you, you can blend the two and, and, you know, obviously I know you're, you're going to say it a different way to the athlete, like this isn't a good program, but you might just be like, Hey, look, like, yeah, let's do some of this stuff, but let's add some other stuff that I feel like you need. Um, because I think it's super important for people to know. Yeah. And I, also make sure to like ask the kids to bring their program in so I yeah, can see what they're doing. For sure. Um, and I always ask them, oh, do you like your coach? Do you like what you're doing? Um, for example, for example, the um, the kid who throws um, discus and shot put, like he loves his stuff there. He thinks it's awesome. And then the kid down south playing in uh, lacrosse in Florida is like, oh, this is like it's kind of repetitive. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do something yeah. different. So. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. Well, it's 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 interesting too because like I know playing basketball in college wouldn't um, at Springfield College they have a huge exercise science program as well. So the resources are are almost too abundant. Like you you almost have too many strength coaches um, you know at your disposal, which can be great. But also if you know nothing about that, which at the time I knew very little until I started to learn it myself. You're going through things that are, are, are higher level, but sometimes the, the explanation is lost or, or maybe they didn't do a good enough job of explaining it to you in particular. Like you, you missed, you know, you, it, it went over your head why you're doing a certain lift. So there were things that I was doing that I'm like, I think this in my head, I thought it was stupid. Hindsight being what it is now. I was like, wow, that was actually really good. Like that was very high level, but I wish I knew that then. You know, and I think that's really cool for, for, from your perspective. You're like, bring that in. We can talk about it because that individual might be like, it's really repetitive. And you might be like, well, you kind of need that, you know, in, in certain s- situations. So I think that's great for these athletes too, because a lot of times they go through, they're there to play their sport, right? And as much as the strength and conditioning can help, they may feel like, well, this is stupid or this is lame or this is mundane, right? And you can be that that reinforcement, be like, no, actually, this is really good for you, you know? So let's keep doing it. We'll do other stuff too that you want to do, but this is going to help you in the long run. Yeah, I think you do get desensitized to that over time. <clears throat> like I, I know that I used to tiptoe around some of that stuff in the beginning, but I feel like over time, just like, nah, that's just complete shit. You know? <laughs> so you can still give um, a person the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, no, you can, because you're really good at that. I don't. Yeah. I don't give benefits of the doubt anymore. Um, I, I used to, but I leave that everyone up to gets you. a second chance. Everyone gets a second chance. Not everybody. <laughs> I did it the other day. I didn't give someone the benefit of the doubt the other day. Did you hear me the other day when no, someone was like, "I don't think I did." No, uh, um, maybe you weren't here yet. Oh. Seven, you probably weren't here. It was seven in the morning. <laughs> You're not here anymore. It's seven in the morning. Um, but <laughs> someone, true. someone said, uh, "Yeah, it was my se- no, it was myself." You were here because you were like, oh, "Curse, you're going to cancel the rest oh, of the day." Oh yeah. yeah, she yeah, said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the podiatrist. I'm going to call out this podiatrist because I don't really know who it is, nor do I care." But um, this person was like, oh yeah, we're going to do cortisone injection first. If that doesn't work, you're going to go in a boot. And if that doesn't work, we're going to put you in a scooter. And I was like, okay, hold on. Just stop seeing this person. Please don't ever go back to this person. And that was what I said. Yeah. Literally straight up. Normally I don't say that. Normally he's right. I do give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, ah, go see what this person has to say. But the scooter's scooter's okay, (laughs) but it could be something better. I would not say the scooter's okay. But nonetheless, I would typically give the, the other provider the benefit of the doubt. This person, I was like, dude, that is the worst advice i think i've ever heard um you know it was just it was just bad but nonetheless that time i did not get the person benefit that you i got you, you. should have been proud of you i got you i i am proud of you now that i know the story i'm proud of you um so going back to your clientele i, I mean we all have we all love our clients we all love our patients right um is there a favorite age group or a favorite like sport or a favorite type of athlete that you like to Careful work here. with. I know. You I know. Some I people know. listening that might, um, might go to you. Again, we all love our patients and clients, right? Like I have a favorite patient that I like to work with, you know, a fa- favorite type of patient. So it's like, even though I love working with all of them, but is there a favorite one that you tend to gravitate toward that like you can, whether it's like relate to or, you know. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I was recruited for soccer um, for college. Um, so I played soccer, I wrestled and I played lacrosse. So I think I probably... I don't want to fa- say favor those sports, sure. but um, but definitely relate more to them. Oh, for yeah, sure. Opposed yeah. to yeah. uh, like someone on the track team when I've never played done track right. or anything right. like that. Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, like I tell, I try and reinforce this to the kids all the time. But like, it's about having fun and enjoying yourself. So if you're not doing either of those things, then like, kind of, what's the point? So 
I agree. And just because you don't play a certain sport or never played a sport doesn't mean that you you don't know the mechanics of the sport or don't know how to train for that sport. You know what I mean? So I, I totally get that for sure. Um, any type of mentors that you had in, in throughout your years, uh, whether it was in school, whether it was in high school, whether it was after college, um, that had an impact on you or, or that made you, you know, really, really have a passion for strength conditioning? Um, I mean, obviously, the, a bunch of my school professors um, helped basically guide me to this point. Um, and then, again, the internships, the jobs that I've had, um, everyone's, again, everyone's different. So they've been able to offer this as opposed to that. Um, gotten a lot of good help there. Like I even came to you after yep. T1 closed yep. um, and just talked things through, picked right. your mind about things. Right. Um, like I did that to probably seven or eight people. Which to, is amazing, man, because not many people do that. So it's it's yeah. good that you did that. So even like people around here, people a little closer to where I grew up, uh, even a guy out west that I got connected to, everyone offered something. So yeah, yeah, it's got to use your resources. That's fantastic. Yeah, you have to use yeah. your resources. So you've been in business now for what, like six months or so now, ish, five. Yeah, I know you're you're still kind of getting your feet wet with a lot of things, but um, what's, have you, has your vision changed for tsunami strength now that you've been in it for about five to six months versus before when you were just kind of collecting all your thoughts? Like, do you see a different path for, for tsunami strength than you did like six months ago? And, and if you do, or if you didn't, what, what does that path look like? Um, so I guess the main thing is just keep expanding as much as I can, um, whether it's expanding the membership or just expanding the brand, get it out there. Um, get the town knowing about it, getting surrounding towns knowing about it, stuff like that. Um, I guess that's the, like the big thing just because I am still fairly new. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Like you see yourself having like multiple trainers within one facility. Do you see yourself having multiple facilities? Like how, how do you see yourself with that? Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, the, space, right yeah, the space yeah. is 2,000 square feet. And like I said, eight people an hour. So I don't really know what the max if max number is going to be for membership. Sure. If it does get to that point. Yeah. I think I'll have a better idea once summer hits just because everyone's going to be back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, again, expanding, maybe getting a second location, definitely bringing on another trainer or two, um, stuff like that. Yeah, that's fantastic. And the summer's nice too when everyone's back. So you can, I know you like to use outside a lot too. Like you see, you see videos of, you know, sprints and stuff outside, which is fantastic. Cause I mean, I do the same thing out here. We are sometimes a little close with the trucks pulling behind the thing, but that's all right. They, they see us. We wear bright colors. Before, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. There's a, we got like a, basically a driveway about a hundred yards and I'll just make perfect. kids go down. Yeah. That no, that's perfect. Running. There you yeah. go. No, that's perfect. That's great. And it's awesome. It's awesome. So, Let's talk about you a little bit more on a personal level. So you obviously love to train. Um, what does your training look like? You know, like uh, how many days a week are you training? You know, is there a certain protocol that you follow? Are you like doing what you're, you know, prescribing to your clients? Are you doing your own thing? Like how does that, how does that look for you? Um, so like I said, I surf um, as much as I can. Obviously I'm a little busy now, so I can't get out as much. Yeah. Um, last year my friend got me into spartan races so like oh, yeah. obstacle course races yeah um so now i like to say that i'm training for those sure. um so i think i have 
nine next year. Wow. Spark um, races? Yeah. So that'll, that'll be fun between uh, June and November. Are they all local? Uh, the farthest I'm going is Texas. Oh, wow. Um, everywhere Dang. else is New England. So Nice. Wow. Um, so you're doing Killington too? Yeah. yeah. Go, nice. go back and do that. You did that last year? Yeah. Did that, uh, did that this year. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Year. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was uh, degrading to say that. <laughs> I, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. My buddy used to work for Spartan Races, so he wanted me and our other friend to go do Killington, and luckily I had something to do that weekend, so I couldn't do it. But um, it would it would have been fun to be brought brought down, you know. Yeah, I crossed the finish line, and she handed me the uh, the like medal and the t shirt. I was like, "Get out of my face!" Yeah, I do not. What was so degrading about it? Obviously, it was a hard course, but like, yeah, I mean, it's just up and down. Like it took us seven and a half hours up and down um, the mountain, Um, and after. I didn't even cramp that early either. But after like mile 10, I was just like, oh, geez, yeah. I have three more of this. Yeah. And then like my watch says I did like 14. So maybe it was even 14 yeah. miles. Yeah. So we don't really know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I will redeem myself next year. Yeah. Um, so are, how are you um, preparing for those? Are you doing some of the, are you like kind of recreating some of the obstacles or are you just doing general like, okay, I have to do some pull-ups, chin-ups because there's going to be climbing obstacles and stuff like that yeah so um i've never been much of a runner but i've because of all this stuff i've gotten more into that Um, so i'll run once a week like i ran yesterday um and then during the week i do three-ish workouts and unfortunately i don't really have the time to do a whole hour hour and a half workout anymore so i've condensed it even just to half an hour and like yeah it kind of sucks i can't keep working out but at the same time it's just making me a lot more efficient which sure. is really nice sure um so like i'll finish up with my clients or finish up with the gym and bang out a quick workout um so those are nice um but yeah run a, once a week and do a quick 30 minute lift um three times a week so nice nice yeah you'll i mean that I, I I know that feeling. It's you're, you'll get to that point too. Like when you hire somebody else too, it'll be nice um, to offload some of that, and you'll be able to like block schedule yourself so that you can fit that time in. Because right now you're just like, ah, eh, it's fine. I'm busy. It's good. You know, it's it's all fresh. But after a while, it starts to get you a little, you know, and and it'll start wearing on you. And you'll be like, man, I that for me, working out is an outlet, and I'm sure it is for you too. So it's um, if when you don't have that outlet and you feel like all you're doing is working and working and working, it really does wear on you. So um, don't be afraid to block schedule that out in the future. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't feel guilty yeah. about it. It's not selfish. Yeah. People understand. That's what <laughs> yeah. I, totally. I can keep telling myself. Yeah. People love it, man. Like when they, when they see us, like, cause we, we close down from 12 to two every day and we work out. So like our two o'clock patients that come in, they're just like, Oh, was the workout today? How was, today? Or how was it today? You know what I mean? They love it, you know? Cause, um, again, it's like you practice what you preach. Right. So, um, I think that's great that you're, you're so busy right now. I love it. And, uh, you know, just, make some time for yourself though too when i don't have time to look out i just jump in with one of my clients that's true he does do that yeah, yeah. i just get all sweaty yeah. yeah i get all sweaty with one of my clients <laughs> yeah i'll do that every once in a while yeah. usually on like a friday yeah yeah no, totally. totally one person they enjoy there. it too they love do that yeah yeah so that's cool do you do anything specific training wise for surfing other than surf um like, a lot do you of do any... shoulder stuff okay i would say um and honestly it's a lot of crossfitty in a sense um where it's just like short and like super high intensity yeah just kind of non-stop yep. um and that's essentially what surfing is like you'll paddle really hard for a little bit just to get out catch a wave and then you might like sit for half an hour because nothing's there yeah then go really hard again like stop yeah. and go type of thing that's interesting yeah yeah 
Yeah. So the, the cool. training looks good. And, and, uh, I know that I'm always seeing you post, uh, pictures of, of what looks to be amazing meals. Um, is, <clears throat> do you have a certain like nutrition diet or, or anything that you're following right now? Or is it like pretty much whatever I, whatever <laughs> I decide I want to make that day. Um, so I do the whole intermittent fasting thing. Okay. Um, not really because, um, like they say it's better for you or they say it might be worse for you or stuff like that. I started doing it in college just out of convenience because sure. it would save me an hour of um, sleep. So now I could sleep in an extra hour instead of have to cook the food, do the dishes, do all that stuff. Um, so I actually don't usually eat until about 12. Um, but I do meal prep everything. So I'll cook or I'll meal prep, meal prep um five meals a week i think it is um and then have that for dinner at the gym also just because like i have to be at the gym at six every morning so i don't really have the time to make a breakfast um and then same thing i can't really make a dinner because i'm at the gym three to seven yep um yep but then it's just kind of like what i'm in the mood for just kind of try and rotate things as much as i can yeah nice. so i don't get bored but yeah, there's nothing wrong with intermittent fasting as long as it's as you can as you can enjoy it. And I mean, it's like if if you can tolerate it, there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, my, I think my body's just so used to it. At this well, that's point true. That it's, that's yeah. sure. If I started yeah. eating breakfast, they'd be like, well, "What's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> See, I can't I can't not yeah. have breakfast in the morning. That's just me. I've tried the intermittent fasting thing. We've even done 24 hour fast. Nick still does it. I I gave I up on every, that a long time every ago. Every other week, yeah. Yeah, but um, you do feel amazing when you're done with it or like at the, at the tail end of it, but getting through like the first, I don't know, like 14 to 16 hours is like pure hell for me anyways, because my body's just not used to that type of, of uh, situation or environment. It likes the food. So yeah, we, we have nothing wrong with intermittent fasting here at Proform. It's just the, um, we, we find that people who do it thinking that's, it's the, um, you know, it's going to be the secret to their weight loss. Most people who then try it either struggle to actually get adequate calories in. So now they're just driving like nutrient mineral deficiencies or they're just eating, they're getting their calories in a bunch of just non, you know, uh, nutrient foods. Uh, right. Cause they're just like, Oh, I intermittent fasted. I can eat, you know, all this junk. And, you know, and as much as like, yeah, it's a good way to control calories. You still want to make sure you're, you're getting good quality. Like, you know, um, you know, whole food calories, not just a bunch of junk just because you, you shorten your eating window. Um, so that's kind of our big, just our big qualm. So if someone's doing that, like you clearly are, you're meal prepping, all that kind of stuff, then yeah, I got a buddy who does it too. Like it's, if, if it works for you, it works for you. Um, yeah. I like the uh, every so often longer fast just because it feels like a, um, you know, just like a reset day. Like not, not that I necessarily need that all the time, but I feel like I'm letting just my body clear itself of all the all the toxins and stuff that we're exposed to so i like it from that perspective but, but so is there a uh is there a favorite meal that you have if you're like you meal prep something you're like oh i forgot i made that dude i'm so glad i did that this week because I, I do that uh, although i do it every day because i eat the same shit every day so <laughs> it's like yes i always look forward to my first meal too because that's the meal prepped one and i'm like oh my gosh this is gonna be yeah. so good yep um so it's a Filipino dish um, called lechon, and basically it's a pork butt. You throw it in the uh, crock pot for seven, eight hours, whatever. Throw whatever spices on you want. Then you toss it in the oven to get it to crisp up. 
So that, along with rice and bok choy, is probably my go-to oh, thing. Nice. nice. I think that I'm actually going to make that next week. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think I'm actually going to make that today. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. That's awesome. That sounds yeah. wicked good. So let's kind of – well, this is kind of a question that we throw to pretty much all the, the trainers that we have on the podcast because we're always curious to see what they're going to say. Um, and, and the question is, is like, what would you say is the best bang for your buck exercise? If you could only choose one exercise to give someone, what would it be? Uh, I actually had this conversation with one of my clients. Um, and I, he said two, but I said either the burpee or the thruster. Yeah. Um, and then I threw in just like a regular farmer's carry at the end. Yeah, I love um, calories. Yeah, the calories are yeah. Calories. And yeah. nice. Actually, the other place I work at, um, one of their like, uh, profile questions was, oh, what's your favorite exercise? And I said burpee, and everyone was coming up to me like, dude, are you crazy? Like, yeah, a little bit. But then I explained the surfing thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, that kind of Well, no, sense. that does yeah. make super yeah. no, sense. It's, it's, yeah, context, context is everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's probably also people's least favorite. So Totally. Yeah. Sometimes those are the best ones, though, for you, the ones no, you don't like, you know. So um, anything that you have coming up, Josh, that you want to let our, our listeners know? Like, you got any specials coming up? You got you know, the end of the year is coming. So is there anything you want to mention? Uh, yeah. So between, I guess now and the end of January, uh, doing the same, uh, like back to school deal. Um, okay. so again, 10% off your first two months, if you sign up for a membership in nice. that, um, time span. Um, and then again, with the college kids coming back, uh, same thing I did over the summer. So just a hundred for the months that they're back. Oh, that's nice. Um, mm-hmm that and then those are the two specials again like i said hiring someone um, yep. hopefully soon and then um i actually 10 minutes before i i got here uh, my landlord gave me the okay to i have a little office at the gym so gonna rent that out to a new, local nutritionist oh, so there you nice. go. hopefully so cool. get her in there as well that's great that's perfect so, who's yes. that gonna be you know who, uh katie Janezek. Cool. Um, she's out in Ainsbury. Oh, Ainsbury. Nice. nice. Well, that'll be good. Yeah. That'll offload some stuff off you too. And that's a good compliment to the training. I mean, the nutrition, you just can't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's like huge. I'll send people to her. She'll send people to me. Yeah. yeah totally. That's perfect. perfect. Yeah. Good. And she already has an established like nutrition. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's perfect. Cool. So, um, I'll put all that information too, um, in the show notes as well. Uh, can you let everybody know how they can find you, Josh, whether it's through your IG or website or email? Yeah, so Instagram and Facebook is tsunami strength. Um, and then email is just tsunami strength, LLC at gmail.com. Okay. And then phone number is 978-406-9966. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I'll put that on the show notes too. Oh, man, it was good to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, a lot of great Thanks conversation, yeah. and we got to definitely have you again for sure. And um, I know that you're you're always in the area too with us, so you I'm sure we'll be hanging out again soon. But um, yeah, I don't have anything else. No, that's it. I think that was awesome. Nice, cool. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for joining us in the rack this week. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can also find us online at ProformPTMA.com or on social media at ProformPTMA. And remember, if you train inside the rack, you better be thinking outside the rack.